Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Louise, and happy Friday, everybody who's joining us today live or on the replay for your Kick-Ass Career Weekly Wrap-Up. We're glad you're here. I am in Evanston, I am in Evanston, Illinois at Creative Coworking today. Um, I'm so grateful to my dear friend, Heather, who was able to hook me up and get me in today uh, with a day pass. So um, thank you, Heather, and um, thank you to Creative Coworking. It's an amazing space. So if you're in the area, I highly recommend checking it out. How much fun. I know co-working spaces took a big hit over the pandemic. And so it's nice to uh, it's nice to be back, to be in a place and a space where there's that energy of everyone kind of right creating things separately, but together. Um, exactly. Fun. It's a beautiful space that has, um, they do, uh, they swap out the artwork every couple of months with some local artists. And I mean, it's just pretty wonderful space. So yeah, highly recommend it. And if I still lived in Evanston, I'd actually be here more often. <laughs> but I don't anymore. Well, fantastic. Um, I would like to know before we dive into our topics today, uh, Kim, I would like to know how your week's been. What What's your highlights or actually more importantly, what are you celebrating? I'm celebrating actually being here. We, it was a touch and go. Do we go? Do we not go? Do we go? Do we not go? And I'm super glad that we have made it here. Um, it's a very fast trip. We are here um, doing some planning for our daughter's uh, bat mitzvah. It's just she and I. So we have a girls weekend. Um, and I'm really, really glad that we worked through the hurdles to get ourselves here. Um, definitely worth it to see some dear friends and to just kind of be um, regrounded uh, on our homeland a little bit. So how about for you? What was your week like? What are you celebrating? Uh, well, today I'm celebrating that my puppy is doing so much better. It's just hey, consumed my whole day. Uh, we've been fighting some health challenges and uh, pulls at my heartstrings um, for sure. It pulls my energy and my focus away from, from things, but he's important to me. And so um, I'm celebrating that. And, you know, I'm also celebrating little steps. Um, I think that I have had an opportunity to look back on the last few weeks and really look at like, you know, it's kind of like that just keep going, right? Just keep doing that one foot in front of the next and one foot in front of that one. And then one just foot her Dory, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, <laughs> right? I have a mug that says that. Um, but yeah, and so those kinds of things. And today, when I look back on not just my week, but probably like the last three weeks, um, it's been it's been a lot of little steps. But I can see the progress. I can feel like I'm in a different space now than I was at the beginning of August. And I'm not uh, I wasn't consciously aware of it happening every day because it was just those little bits. But here I am uh, feeling like I have a much fuller bucket today than I have. Um, and that's because it's been like one drop at a time. I love that. Because I think that's so true. Like that's, that's how we get from A to B to eventually to Z. And, you know, there's no rush. Like Z is, I think, the end. Unless we are in a Dr. Seuss book and then it's on beyond Z. So, <laughs> but the, that idea of it is all just small steps. Um, and I think we're going to actually talk about steps and, and next week a little bit more. Um, and I can tell you until the end of the episode what we're going to talk about, but we'll talk more about taking tiny steps and, and, how, and what they all mean next week as well. 
Yeah. Should we dive into our meaty conversation? Oh, yes, please. Um, The power that language has, the power that words have over ourselves, others, uh, how we show up in the world, how we show up for ourselves. It all starts with the words that we use. Yeah, 100%. I was thinking about it this morning. When we first met, right? Uh, there were some, there was some Canada, U.S., actually some language barrier. So what's a toque? Uh, you know what a toque now is. I do. Living in Montreal, but absolutely. Um, a hat you put on your head in the wintertime. Tends to have a pom-pom. Yeah, hopefully it has a pom-pom. Yeah, but I would not have known that. And so the the interesting thing is something as simple as like, did you t- bring your toque would have had me like, did I, excuse me, what, I, what do I need to bring? Just finding that baseline of what do the words mean that we're saying to each other and how different we're, we're literally speaking the same language. And yet we can be talking across odds because we have no idea what the words are that the other one is saying means. Did I even say that correctly? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think we often forget that like communication is like this multi-stepped process. Mm -hmm. It's not just the words that leave our mouth, right? It actually starts with a thought and an intention. And then that gets translated into the words that leave our mouth. So sometimes there's a gap there. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And then how the other person is receiving it. So what they hear, but then also the meaning that they put to what they hear. Right. Um, and so it's not just, it's not just putting words out into the world. It is all of those steps that when we are more aware and that we tune in a little bit differently, we can start to understand how our words, what our words are and how they're impacting others. Yeah. Well, and it's, it, it all starts with that thought. And yet I think very many people without admitting it, or, or maybe they are able to speak without thinking. They don't really, because they have the thought, the thought does create the words that flop out of their mouths, but very often it's like, Oh, I said that without thinking, hold on, let me take that back. When you, when you hear people say that I, I, spoke without thinking as somebody who has studied language and, and how we think and speak, what comes up for you? Well, I think it's really intention, right? So it's not that they haven't thought about what they want to say. It's that they're not communicating the intention behind the words that they're saying. And so we do get a a magical redo. We get magical redos all over the place that we just don't take advantage of. Um, And it's okay to put your hand up and say, let me be more clear. Mm -hmm. Let me be more thoughtful um, or kind or whatever you feel is missing. You get to, you get to pause and say that because I think our brains have short circuit the process of being thoughtful in our language and slowing down it is such a key piece to ensuring that you're communicating your intention more than your words. So being intentional about the intention of what you're communicating. Of what you're communicating, but being super aware of what you're saying. I don't know about you, Kim, but this happens to me often 
what used to happen to me often where I would say something and then afterwards I would have no idea what I just put out into the world. Mm -hmm. I hadn't mm -hmm. thought, I hadn't thought about it. I had, I, when, when you're not getting information back from your audience or you're not sure if your message is received, I didn't even know what it was, what the words were that came out of my mouth. And mm -hmm. so slowing down and being really intentional, paying attention to what you're saying, but then also being receptive to what you're getting back or what you're not getting back is all part of it. Yeah, because it's it's communication. It's uh, a dance, right? Communication mm -hmm. really is where we... Um, we put something out there, we receive something back, even if it's nothing, right? Even in silence, we're receiving something back. So how do we receive that? How do we then choose the words to go back out with? So then we have an, another opportunity. And I love that idea of we always have a redo. We always have that opportunity to be like, wait, you know what? I thought about it a little bit more. And this is really the intent that I had, or I misspoke. Like just you can own that you, we all misspeak. Sometimes it's because we have new information or new data, but sometimes it's because it's like, no, I was just talking off the top of my head. I was riffing kind of like what we're doing right now. We're going so fast and it's like, we're riffing, which is fine. And then it can be like, oh, on deeper consideration, this is actually what I think now, because we continually evolve, hopefully as human beings, even moment to moment. And I think that can be really powerfully reflected in our words and how we own our own words. Yeah, absolutely. And and so I think paying attention to the words that we use, mm -hmm. both with others and the words we internalize, the things, that internal dialogue that goes on in your mind, in your head, um, those words can become so powerful when we're not thinking about the intention behind the words. And so there are some words that I think can really stick with us and really stick with other people. And we don't even realize the words that we're using stick us and keep us stuck. in place. Can you give us some examples? Um, so the words always or never are two words that I, I hear often, um, right? This always happens to me. I never get a break. Uh, right? Those things, uh, I'm always struggling or I'm always overlooked. And so we get into this, such a, uh, a routine without being intentional or thinking about like, is it really always? Mm -hmm. Really never? Mm -hmm. um, but the words that we use impact how we think. And you can, so many people just kind of brush it off and just say, yeah, I, that's not what I meant. Okay. But that's what you said. And that's what you heard. And so that communication with yourself is no different than communicating with someone else. Um, and I think that becomes so important. Are there any words, Kim, that stick out for you that feel like really like sticky words? Well, one of the ones we talk about all the time is should, right? It's that <laughs> idea of we put it that, that on ourselves, but we put it on other people as well all the time. Oh, I should do this. Oh, I should wear that. Or I should have said that. Or I should go here. Or I should have this job. Or I should. It's like all these shoulds. It's like, well, who is saying? Yeah. Because if you are in your presence with yourself, you have the ability to choose what is right for you. And there's no should then. Right. 
So should is one of those. And it's tricky because, of course, I say, I mean, yes, I say it. And I'm aware when I say it. I'm like, ooh, why did I just say should right there? Right. right? Sure. I've said always and never as well. But it's it, it is it's those opportunities to flag yourself and say, ooh, why did I just say always? What am I really feeling? If I feel like I never get a break, then what is what is under that for me? Is it the truth that I never get a break? Is it a truth that I never take a break? Is it a true is it the truth that I don't feel like I have the space to take a break? What what is the truth under that? Right. Yeah. Um, there's a great book around should. Um, and we'll put that in the show notes. It's a El Luna book, The Crossroads of Should and Must. And I think that's really like should is a very, very powerful word. Uh, usually belongs to someone else when you should on yourself. Um, and changing that language into I get to um, can be super empowering um, for others and as for yourself as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, I hear, I can hear actually just um, earlier today, um, I had, was working with a client and the word better came up um, and she said it, I think eight times in the matter of a minute and a half and um, right. Uh, I want things to be better. Things should work right. Like a better, I want to be better at work. I want to be better at home. How do we, a better mom. How do I be, how do I step into my career and still be at home? And it feels like there's right that, that I just want to be better. Um, and so that's another, it's another really, um, ambiguous word that we just bump over. And mm -hmm. so stopping anytime these words kind of, you notice, or they bubble to the surface, it's really a time to pause and say, what does it mean to be better? Mm -hmm. Um, what am I really trying to get at? Where do I really want to be? And is it, and is it, and is it better? Is it different? Uh, is it the same? Right. And and really unpacking what that is, because those ambiguous words really, really get us stuck. Right. Um, in in where we are. And and then those that those words that we use to others can open the door for miscommunication. Right. So mm -hmm. when you think about right as a leader, how do you coach right your direct report to your team to do things better? Well, if that's where you leave it at, man, you've just opened the door to all kinds of problems because you're better and my better and his better and her better and their better. That's all different. And so understanding that these ambiguous words can really set us up for miscommunication with others, but they also set us up to miscommunicate with ourselves. Well, it's it goes back to, you know, Kim, go grab your toque. Well, what the hell am I supposed to grab? I don't know what it is because you haven't defined that for me. Right. So I could define a toque as a torque. Right. It's like, oh, something to do with torque. Like, I have no idea what you're asking for. So I'm going to make it up in my brain. Yeah. But I love that what you're saying is coming to that place of what if we can recognize the words that we're using, what is the meaning underneath the word and how do we communicate that more clearly? Yeah. 
Yeah. And this actually, I think, ties a lot into our episode around values, too. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's not just the word that, that you associate with your value, but it's the meaning behind the word and then how you're living it, how you're expressing it, how you're inserting it into your life. Like it goes it goes the same with many words, right? Not just values, but what is that? What is that meaning behind it? Making sure that what you're, what you're intending, what you think up here in your brain and what's come out of your mouth is also what's received uh, and what's interpreted by the world out there. Um, It can even get into, um, you know, our microaggressions and the, and the words Mm -hmm. that we use that we, we just bump through because we don't, take the time to think about what that word really means to others. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's interesting because um, I've had this conversation with men in the workplace about using the term girls and even ladies, like, but stop, just stop, just stop. <laughs> but even right. It's like, just stop. And if somebody brings it to your attention, like we are not girls, don't, Don't call us girls, please. That is not how we want to be defined. Like we are your colleagues and our gender does not define us as your colleague. Right. And that definitely can set up a dynamic on a, you know, on a team with uh, your manager, with your, with the people that work for you. If you're using words that start to make them feel a certain way, Right. It's those microaggressions, as you were talking about, or even direct aggression in some situations, (laughs) Um, having that ability to speak up and say, time out. Let's have an understanding of what words are and are not acceptable on our team because it is impacting members of our team and and having those candid conversations. They're not comfortable. They're, They're not comfortable at all. And yet they are so necessary to really bring together cohesive communication um, and the ability to work together as a team. And think about how you grow. I mean, if somebody has ever, I know I've been called out on things or, or called in on things when, when I have used terminology that, that doesn't sit right with somebody else. Mm-hmm. I am deeply appreciative. It is uncomfortable as hell. And I am deeply appreciative because I have that opportunity to learn how my words, what I'm putting into the world is impacting someone else. And here's the thing. I am all about, we have our own individuality. We have our autonomy and we are in connection with other people all the time. So Mm -hmm. to make the world a better place, which we all know, and yes, there's that word better to make the world a better place, to make a difference in the world. We have to be aware of how we are in connection and community with others and what our words. And that's the importance. This is why language is so important. Yeah. Right. Body language and verbal language. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's less about um, it's less about intention doesn't matter that you didn't intend to right um, to make someone feel uncomfortable they feel uncomfortable like own it mm-hmm. um, and and make a change and you're right it's not easy uh, right substituting um, substituting words that have that that have been ingrained in us um, to to mean a certain thing when it means something different and times are changing folks right like let's 
let's talk about right inclusive language it is going to take us some time it's okay right that you raise your hand and say i didn't mean that yeah. i didn't mean to say hey guys how's it going right it's like i meant to say hey folks how's everyone mm -hmm. today? right and and own it because it is practice and it takes some time to get that out into the world and be like you said appreciative when someone brings that to your attention it is an opportunity for learning and growing and and understanding again words are powerful things well and i think the thing that people forget when when somebody is bringing that to you is it's uncomfortable for them to bring it to you they're not sitting there trying to be an a-hole just to be like, I'm going to call somebody out on this word. To, like people don't sit around doing that. Right. It takes a whole lot of, of effort and courage to say, this isn't okay for me in this communication. Right. I need to set a boundary here so that I feel comfortable and show up as a whole human being yeah. in this interaction. Right. So we need to step out of our assumptions that we that that person that's coming towards us with the with a request has some ulterior motive other than caring for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, and I, I think, you know, through these conversations here today, it's not meant to be overwhelming. It's not meant to say like like to keep you quiet, to keep you not sharing your words, your thoughts, your intentions. It's to be open enough to understand what it is that you're saying, to take time to pause, to think, mm -hmm. um, to be intentional, and then to also know that it's okay, right? If you you get a magic redo, it's okay if those things don't land, but be being aware of the power that you have. Um, from the words that you use, uh, I think is is kind of the kind of what we're talking about today, right? Words are power. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, the words are very powerful, and words have been used as a as a weapon for as long as humanity has been around. Is my guess. I mean, if we think about the way that words have been used and, and has been, have been weaponized, so how can we turn that around? And in our intentionality, in our um, in our own presence with ourselves and those that that we come in contact with, how and that's even words that we choose to use in social media, right? Right. How do we use our words so that it's not as a weapon? How do we use our words to uplift? How do we use our words to empower? How do we, ourselves and others? It doesn't always have to be, I was going to say it doesn't always have to be kind. It doesn't always have to be nice. It does have to be kind, in my opinion. But you doesn't have to, you don't have to fluff people. That's not, that's not helpful. But it's, it, what's helpful is when, when you can be honest and clear. Yeah. And that to me is what where kindness comes from is when you're honest and clear, when you are truly candid and you're not just being an a-hole. <laughs> I mean, I think we all know my standpoint on that. So just don't be an asshole. Like that's really <laughs> on that. So as we wrap up time together today, Kim, um, what stands out for you the most about the things that we've talked about today? Is there a golden nugget? 
I think um, the thing for me was that idea of um, having the intention to create intention in our words. And I still am unpacking that a little bit in my brain. So I, I, that's, that's why that one stuck with me because it's, it's, it's levels of intentionality and it feels so rich and good. And yet it's like, that's a process. And I want to dig into what is that process and what does it truly look like? Maybe already something that I'm doing, but it, in those words, it stuck out to me as, ooh, that's something I want to take away to dig into a little bit more. How about yourself, Louise? Um, the, the idea that um, intentionality, yes, but the, just to be paying attention to like what you're receiving back. And even if you're receiving nothing, that's still information. And I think that uh, I know for myself, I often like just bump over that to say that if I'm not getting anything back, then it must be okay. Mm -hmm. um, right? And to pause for a moment and to to check in to say, well, that's data too, because you know everything's data. Um, but that's data and information too. And 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 is there an opportunity there to just check in to say to to see if that's the intention. That, that that receiver had, right? Yeah. 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 Love that. Love that. Um, we would love to hear what your golden nuggets are from today. Um, next week, Louise, do you remember what we're talking about next week? Goal setting. Goals, wonderful goals, right? Yeah. Oh, this is a doozy. Um, baby steps. Is <laughs> all I want to say right there, because. We, I, I will give you a snip, uh, a little sneak preview into my opinion on goals. Is our goals are fantastic fantasies that we like to work with, <laughs> but that's all they are. Um, more to come next week about that. Um, in the meantime, we'd love to hear um, what you thought about today's episode. If there's anything that you would like us to talk about, um, dig into further in terms of what we talked about today or in a previous episode, um, please let us know. Drop us a note in the comments. DM one of us. Um, you know, send however you want to send a message. We we are around and we are about. Um, yourkickasscareer at gmail.com if you're looking for an email address. Um, and we have some exciting news coming up of some stuff that's coming out in September. So you're not going to want to miss that either. So fantastic stuff. Um, yeah, Kim and I have very different views on goal setting. So this is going to be good. What? <laughs> it's not all data. <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's um, <laughs> All right. Have a fantastic weekend, everyone. And we're looking forward to checking in with you next week. Don't forget to set your intentions and take time to reflect um, on your celebrations. Absolutely. And be sure to find those celebrations because they're really important. All right, everyone. See you next week. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.